Live from the Morongo Casino Studios, it's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5 KLOS and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles. Heidi and Frank Show, a little after uh, 9 a.m. here on Wednesday, February 21st. Uh, tomorrow, if you want to go out and see a wonderful show, uh, Marky Ramones Blitzkrieg will be performing at the Echoplex tomorrow. So you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. And Marky is here. He's been on the show before. Oh, yes. Yeah, He's a, a friend of the show. Yeah. Marky Ramone, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Here we go. Ha- Hello. Have a seat right here with the red lights on. There's your headphones, sir. Because you'd have to put your headphones on because Heidi, okay, you got Heidi's uh, doing the show from uh, La Quinta. In her uh, studio east, is that what you're calling it? Studio east. Hi, Marky. Hi, hi. Good Hello, to see how you. Are you? Doing? Good. Okay. Good to see you. It's like she's really here. While. It's actual size. What's that? Yes, I'm actual size. This is how big my ginormous my head. <laughs> no, how come you're not here? Um, uh, I'm sick. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, right. I don't feel good. You don't want to spread it around. Yeah. I don't want to spread it around. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. be a super yeah. spreader. She's yep. not like Johnny's mom. Right. Oh, yeah. My mom's a big super spreader. Oh, boy. Legs. Of, of, legs. of, of the legs. Of the legs. <laughs> the legs. The legs. The wishbones. How you been, Marky? Okay. You look great. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. It's been a, a bit of a while. I think since before even like COVID that you were in the, on yeah, the show. COVID. Back God, in the gone. day. I, I was on a You Hawaii. do look was, really good, though. Then I what came is... back, and uh, when I was on a I just started doing artwork. Yeah, is that what you're into now? That, that well, not you know one one of the things, but I just you know I had some free time. I wanted I wanted it to disappear. It didn't, so I stayed there longer, and I had all this free time, and I started doing sci-fi artwork. Ooh! So I made 25 paintings, and that that's how much time I had, you know, to do something. I didn't, Did I, you know you had the skill set? To I had paint? no idea, no idea. I just liked old sci-fi movies from the 50s and 60s when I was a little boy, and and uh, I remember them, and I just applied them to canvas, and, and that was it. That was a suggestion from somebody? You know, no, no, did you, I, did you I, an art class? Did you get a Groupon no or something? No art class. I used Sharpies. <laughs> I was oh, going to ask oh, you. Just you and I used Sharpies, and I used uh, acrylic, you know, with the, okay. with the brush. So, you know, no oil. What are you, what are you painting on? Uh, canvas? Uh, canvas, uh, uh, the paper that you get, uh, art paper, mm-hmm. you know, so it doesn't seep through the through the back of it. You mm. probably should paint on drum heads. That'd be cool. I do. Well, see, I do. look at that. I do. Frank, I, I think do. when you're an artist, you just find whatever you can. You can make anything. Well, he's a drummer, so I'm saying that's yeah. like it's perfect. It's Marky yeah. Ramone's sci-fi drum art, and I hang them up in my place. You know, I like to look at them. I don't want, you know, maybe eventually, well, people are asking me to, to have a to gallery. Sell them. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to sell them. That's no, the thing. I don't. Right. I, I like them, but They're I maybe make you. prints and just give them away. You know. How many paintings have you uh, have you done? About twenty five. Twenty five already. Yeah. yeah. In the course of about uh, four years. Are they getting better uh, from the first painting the, to where you are now? It's like, hey, I'm getting. The, the, I'm they're getting the more intense. They're very hard to define because uh, they are uh, science fiction scenes. So you have the alien, you have the you have the planets, you have the flying saucers, and so it's it's like that. That's something you've always been into, is uh, sci-fi oh, yeah, and always. space. I I have about three hundred originals, uh, 50s sci-fi posters that I have accumulated over the years. Is that one inserts, of them? Inserts, right? uh, 
Oh, you know, half that. sheets, full sheets, all that stuff. Oh, Marky Ramones with us talking about uh, his uh, latest endeavor into artwork yeah. and sci-fi. One of them. <laughs> and now, now with space tourism, do you have any interest in going up into space? Uh, I'd love to if I was asked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Will well, you hear that, go. Bezos? If I was let's asked, go. yeah. Let's well, go. let's go, Musk. Come on. Oh no, I know, I know, uh, May Musk. Uh, she's a very oh, wow. nice woman, and uh, I met Elon. He's he very nice. You know, did you slip it out there? It's like, hey, I'd really like to go to space. Well, we talk. I talked to him. I asked him if, if he ever saw Forbidden Planet. That was a movie. Uh, I think it was made in 1956, and uh, he, he said, "Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we all grew up on that kind of stuff." You if know? anyone saw sci-fi, it was Elon Musk. He's like, no he's doubt. like, great mind, years ahead of us. Unbelievable. Thinking. Is there any, any uh, maybe possibly writing uh, sci-fi and? Your own movie or something? Uh, no. Right now we're just painting. Okay? Yeah, I haven't gotten to that point. Yeah. Right now he's just <laughs> illustrating the movie, and then he'll, yeah. he'll write Marky, it Marky, do you listen to anything when you paint, or is it total relaxation? Uh, it's just you alone with your with your canvas, or do you listen to a book on tape? Do you listen to music? Yeah, I like, I like audio books, but yeah, uh, when you're barraged by uh, doing Ramon songs for the last, uh, since 78... Yeah. Uh, you want to a little quiet. You know I get it. I mean? You're so, right, right. Yeah. So, so you, you'll be blasting some Ramones tomorrow yeah. at the Echoplex. You listen to the birds. Yeah, right. You know? Let them do the music. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So that, that's it. What were your early, though, musical inspirations back My in My early inspirations. Cranking it in your bedroom when you were a boy. Oh, yeah, under the covers. The, mu the music, I mean. Jeez, I should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Heidi, come on. Under the covers. <laughs> it's the day cool. I can't, what was I, can't I influenced it. by? Uh, okay. Uh, I guess the first thing that really hit me as a, as a kid were the Beatles when they uh, uh, were on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1964 in February. And I, um, I was amazed. Uh, first, I thought they sounded like the Chipmunks. <laughs> but uh, they, they were unbelievable, and then as I grew a little older, I was very influenced by uh, Ringo, mm -hmm. and uh, of course the uh, the other three. And the, to me, they're still the greatest band in the world uh, ever. But uh, wow. there, there were other things too. Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. I liked uh, I liked the Who when they came out. Oh, yeah. The the uh, the Kinks are great, and uh, and then as time got on, I got into other. I like. Uh, Dave Brubeck, Jazz, Buddy Rich, and all those guys, and so you know, it's like a, a wide variety. It's like an omelet. You yeah. know, I throw it up in the air, it comes down, and that's what I. What do we got? That's what's in our omelet. <laughs> what's in the fridge right you now? Know what Just I mean? throw it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the blizzard omelet when you're that's snowed right, in. Music. That's music. You make an omelet. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marky Ramone's hanging out with us. He's got a show at the Echoplex tomorrow. If you want uh, tickets, Ticketmaster.com. And I do have five pairs of tickets to give away. So, if you if your dream has always been to talk to Marky Ramone, give us a call eight one eight nine five five two nine five five. I'll give you a pair of tickets to see him tomorrow night. And you can ask him anything you want to ask him. Um, since you are into like sci-fi back in the day and stuff, if you, if you could collaborate with uh, with a fictional character from sci-fi uh, on a project together, who who would it be? Oh, uh, the alien. The, the, the alien <laughs> yeah. uh, himself. Yeah, the, the alien right. from uh, Sigourney Weaver. Alien? Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Alien. Oh, Sigourney that Weaver. Era. Talk about cranking it under my covers. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I remember like, that, that scene where she's like getting into the the astronauts. Unreal. And she's yeah. like got her panties and that tank top on. Yeah. I I totally paused it right on that scene. I to oh yeah. my god. And it was harder <laughs> back in the day. Weaver. And it, the it, alien was watching. 
Oh, I know. I mean, he was loving it. He was, <laughs> the alien was on. And he was drooling. He was into you it. Know? I don't know if that was drool, Frank. We oh. saw it the first time here, me, Johnny, Joey, and Dee Dee at uh, one of the uh, theaters here. We were invited down there by uh, uh, the director of Rock and Roll High School, Alan, Alan Arkish. And we went there to watch it, and it was, it was, I have to admit at the time, it was very scary. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, of course. But they, took it, they took it from the movie It, The Terror from Beyond Space. That was the 50s sci-fi movie that they uh, took some things from, and that's how they, they got the idea from Alien. Yeah, what oh, was, the, was there an 80s version of The Thing as well? The Thing, yeah. I think mm -hmm. it was 80, 81. 80 the Thing was great. With Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was great. I don't remember like the 50s version. Of that. That, that was my the 80s 51 version. Was was the 50s one was, to me, scarier. Is that, I mean, as far as like that horror genre, it was like Dracula with like what Bram Stoker's Dracula back then, and then you had the, the thing, and that stuff kind of came out. Uh, was, were you a horror film fan back then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like sci fi horror? Oh, yeah, definitely horror, too. A Frankenstein, Wolfman, Dracula. Mm -hmm. You never uh, had any problem going to sleep? Uh, after that? No, no, no. I, it doesn't I, bother you at all. I had dreams when I walked amongst them. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the Universal monsters were great, you know. So uh, you mentioned the posters that you had on your wall growing yeah. up. What were the posters of? Well, no, no, I, I got them later on when we, when Ramones would tour a lot. We would look at the yellow pages, and there were yellow pages at the time. All right, yeah. And we would look up uh, uh, poster stores, collect, collect, collectibles, and uh, go through the bins, and we would get Godzilla, the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, the Thing. Uh, we get uh, just just so many different uh, types of posters. We bought them all up. The poster that I had that was uh, the sci-fi poster on my wall growing up was Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm. where it's coming over the Devil's Tower. That that whole scene was my poster, Close Encounters. I had that one, and I had a, I had Bruce Lee. It was a big. My my dad was a huge, right. you know. You know, Kung Fu Bruce yeah. Lee fan. Perfect human specimen. Yeah. So good. We, I remember going to the drive-in theater way back in the day and just watching this, this uh, Bruce Lee marathons with my dad. That's what we did when I was little. Yeah, he was Loved great. It. He oh, was yeah. unbelievable. Tell, tell uh, Marky about how you used to do with your dad's cigarette smoke. Well, my dad would sit on the couch and smoke cigarettes in the house back when that was cool to do. Yeah. And uh, so there'd, there'd be that... that just that cloud of smoke that's kind of hovering in the room and the sun would come through the you know the, the picture window and light up that cloud of smoke my dad's watching bruce lee movies and i just i'd run through the cloud of smoke and like you know do my do my, <laughs> do my kick in the air yeah the effects yeah, yeah. before they worried about secondhand smoke right. and smoking Second, around children yeah. my dad dad's like let me give you another cloud you boy right. <laughs> 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 yeah. not enough, enough cloud in here for you <laughs> With the hole in the couch, right? In the chair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. All the 70s. Yeah, it's a definitely. Uh, Emo's been dying to ask you a question. She's a huge fan. So, uh, Emo, what do you want to ask uh, yeah. Marky Ramon? Um, well, I know back in the day, you almost got the role of drumming with the New York Dolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to know, uh, what, do you think you, what do you think you would have done differently with their music? Well, the thing was, uh, I was coming off a heavy metal band uh, called Dust, and I was doing all these uh, outrageous drum fills, I have to admit. I was doing trip drummers out there who are listening, if, if you are. Uh, triplets, quadruples, and the New York Dolls just wanted a straight-ahead beat like the Ramones. Jerry Nolan was a friend of mine, along with Peter Chris from Kiss. We all kind of grew up together. And... Um, he just kept a beat, and he knew them, and mm -hmm. uh, he knew them better than I did because we all hung out at Max's Kansas City, which was a club, and 
CBGBs in New York City. So what would I have done differently? Uh, I would have stopped showing off, <laughs> which I was doing to show what I could do, and that wasn't the uh, kind of uh, drumming they needed. So he got the job, and I was happy for him because wow. he's a friend. You well, know? It all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. Good question, Emo. That's Emo's one question. I guess we got to ask you Now i got to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I turn your mic up and act like you're not even here. Bye, guys. <laughs> I'd love to do the Buddy Rich story. Oh yeah, <clears throat> let's hear it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But you know what? They did. They did the Gene Krupa story with Sal Mineo. So I was wondering why they wouldn't do one of Buddy Rich. I, I never could figure. I guess people lost interest in that that kind of uh, genre of music. Yeah. You know, like you know, you had the Glenn Miller, all those old oh, yeah. guys, Glenn mm -hmm. Miller story, and all those things. Oh, the but, day uh, Glenn Miller play. You know, <laughs> All in the family. Hey, come on. Good, hey, good, good TV it's, show. That was a great right. TV show. <laughs> show. They couldn't make that today. I'm glad there's like no, they can't. They can't. No they way. But there are clips coming back. It's so great because yeah. the internet, you know, breaks down Gen things Z. into little memes and little yeah, bite-sized yeah, yeah. things. And so now YouTube. people that are putting those clips out of All in the Family, yeah. and they're like, "Oh my gosh, look at this! This is crazy!" And it's yeah, like Sammy that. Davis Jr. kissing him. Oh my gosh! Oh, yes. You know, oh, yes. the, the show really meant well. So you know, good. We we can Thank all you. laugh at each other and, and still be friends and Correct. respect each other. And to me, that 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 was the kind of show it was. Uh, yep. Do you want to take a call, Marky? See what uh, somebody wants to ask you out here. Let's see. We got uh, Dominic on line one. Hey, Dominic. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Say hello, Dominic. Marky Ramon. Look at this. Yeah, awesome, man. How are you, Marky? Good. How you doing? Fantastic. I'm glad I got through. Uh, I have a question for you. Um, out of about thousands of shows you've played, yeah. is there one show that just really stands out in your memory that was like wild? Or uh, something crazy happened, you know? Good question. Uh, we did a festival called the Us Festival in the San Bernardino Desert in 1982. Must have been about 110 degrees. We go hey. on. We're all wearing our leather jackets. And uh, we're looking at each other, <laughs> you know, sweating. So <laughs> the thing was that uh, we played for about 50 minutes. And eventually, uh, you know... The, the heat was there, but we did a good show. But that, that was one thing I'll always remember. Uh, it was 175,000 people because we went on a little oh. earlier and eventually turned into, I think, 300,000. Oh, my but God. But that, that was one I'll always remember. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, that, that was one thing. And then doing, didn't die on stage. <laughs> and, and, and then doing South America where we were attacked. If you ever saw the Beatles movie A Hard Day's Night, uh, yeah. this was... The Beatles, uh, 10 times more. Uh, we couldn't leave the hotel. We were attacked in the van. There were people on top of the van. We were afraid that we were going to tip it over. But, you know, that that's why they liked us. That's right. You know, I mean, yep. you know, you can't argue with that. If they didn't do that, we would wonder, how come they're not doing it, you know? But uh, <laughs> yeah. we were very uh, grateful for that. That That's another thing that was unbelievable. So, I mean, you know, I did 1,700 shows with the band. So, wow. uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the times, uh, they, they were basically the same. Stay and hold, Dominic. I'm going to give That's you tickets. Can I say one more thing? No. All right. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to tell you, you're going to get tickets to go see uh, Marky tomorrow at the Echo Plex, oh, okay? Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Guys. Oh, you got it. And now say one more thing. Uh, my band, we don't cover a lot of songs, but we play Commando, and I love that song so much. Uh, 
You guys have a great day. Some money. Yeah, commando, yeah. the ride it again. Stay at home, Dominic. We'll hook you up with those tickets. Uh, he mentioned like the like the, that crazy concert that you remember. Is there a, a, a venue or a concert or show that you remember that was just pathetic? Like you were like like the venue was small or like I can't really believe we're playing here. Like in the Blues Brothers when they're oh, playing yeah, that yeah, country play. bar and the, yeah. they're throwing beer bottles at them. Do you have one of those? Yeah, in the beginning, especially when I was with Richard Hell and the Voidoids, we toured with the Clash in England, and there a lot of the places are smaller. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, the the spitting started in England and the gobbing, they called it gobbing. And uh, they would, you know, shake the beer cans up and, you know, uh, uh, aim them at you while you were playing. And uh, it was nice. But uh, <laughs> after a while, my guitarist jumped into the crowd with his Fender uh, Telecaster and started swinging it at them. You know, but um, things like that. Uh, you, you learn from each venue. It's always good to play the big, the big, uh, uh, the what festivals, and then the the, the mid-sized venues, the smaller venues. Me personally, I kind of like because yeah. I see the eyes, I see the the entertainment that you bring to the people, and, and I, I like to see them enjoying themselves. And in turn, it makes you happy, and you and you you enjoy playing it, you know. Yeah, just lose track of time, just keep going with the party, just never stop. Yeah, and and the bigger ones, you're like the stage is forty feet away from the first row, and all the barriers. I, I don't like barriers. I, I think that that's uh, you know, it's a little strange to see that. You want to be able to pull the hot girl up on stage. Well, Come on, well you know, it, it is. is. They're all pressed against the barrier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I could see a lot of them suffering, so they have to be yeah. pulled out. I get that. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you got to care about them. Is, is there a show, like, when you were uh, growing up that you, like, attended that was that you were that person in the crowd looking up on stage with that look on your face inspiring somebody to keep going? Well, I, ha I have a short little story here. I was, uh, I think I was 15, and Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison, and Buddy Miles were at a place in, in New York. They were ready to do the uh, show at the, at the Fillmore to record the live show, the two shows at the Fillmore East. And uh, the Doors were supposed to be on the Ed Sullivan show. And I uh, was hanging out with them. I was uh, uh, asked to come there by a friend who knew Jimmy, and we were all hanging out at the round table. And, we're, and they were all drunk. I was too young to drink. They were drinking, and uh, we were hanging out. And uh, the next thing I know, I had to go home, and my father's waiting there. Where were you? What were you doing? How come you're home so late? So I had to go to sleep, get up the next morning. Then I go to school, and I told everybody who I was with, and they go, hey, you're full of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe you. Do you have any proof? So I wish we had cell phones at that time. Oh, right. Oh, you know? Just a Polaroid picture. But, uh, anything. Something. You know, you're going to carry a Polaroid around, and then you go, you know, it's, it, it, it would have been great, though. Yeah, sitting there at 15 around that table. Yeah, 15, like, Oh, sorry, oh. Dad. Sorry I'm a little late getting yeah, home. I was partying yeah. with uh, Jimmy you know, Hendrix. And Jim <laughs> yeah, he was, he was waiting there, so, you know. But Jimmy was a nice, he, he seemed very nice, and, you know, he had a few, but he, he, he was very quiet. Uh, Soft-spoken, and uh, the next next uh, uh, couple of days they did that show, 
you know, to film on. That's great. Yeah. We got some more people who want these tickets to see you tomorrow night at the Echoplex. Marky Ramones hanging out with us. Got that show tomorrow. If you want tickets, go to uh, Ticketmaster.com. Uh, you can buy your tickets there. Uh, we have uh, Greg on line six. Greg. Greg. Hey, real quick. I just, hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, uh, real quick. I love your radio show. You dig deep. Thank you. Your XM show all the time. So much love there. I wanted to hit you up real quick about something. You know, now have it made pretty easy with the social medias and the YouTubes. And one of the sayings is one of the cool things about media and, you know, your own recording equipment is people can stuff out. Bad things is people can put their own stuff out. Right. You know, the music industry, the, indus- the industry has changed dramatically. Definitely. Phones were coming up. Phones were coming up. I do. Greg, you your know, phone's cutting your own. I, I, I can't. Sucks, you, man. Call back, Greg, because say it. Well, actually, stay at home because I'm going to give you the tickets. Because your phone's choppy. We're getting like every fourth. So, word. Well, what are you alluding to? Can you tell me about the different uh, formats of uh, how how to record or <laughs> or what's out there? <laughs> First of all, I apologize. Somebody was calling in. I want to know how you feel about the music industry today. Well, it's a lot coming different. Coming up, it was boots to the ground. It's a lot different than it was. How do you feel about all the indies? All right. Greg, shut Greg, up. Let him talk. Yeah, let me, let me, let me <laughs> talk. He's trying to talk to you. It's a, little, it's a lot different than it was. It's basically streaming. Um, there are a lot of vinyl collectors and there's still CD collectors, but I think the main thing now is the, uh, the streaming. Uh, what should a band do to achieve some some kind of success? Keep rehearsing. Make sure that your band members are friends of yours and uh, you like the same music and uh, believe in what you're doing and um, just continue and make sure that you have a great logo. Very mm-hmm. important because that attracts attention. That you really want to sell does. T-shirts. You want people to want to wear the T-shirts too, the t-shirt. which yeah, which brings interest in wanting to hear the band. Vice- and might, I don't think the, I don't think anybody's got a better one than the Ramones. Oh. I mean, well, there's, the, yeah, there's t-shirt. a lot. Well, you got the Stones. You got AC/DC. Stones is good. Dirty Honey's good. Yeah, you got the you got the Who with the round circle, which is great. If you were just to say that if your music had a flavor, what would it mm. taste like? Ooh, a protein bar. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay at home, Greg. I want to give you tickets. Are you available to go see uh, Marky tomorrow at uh, the Echoplex? I don't know. What time does he go Greg, on? Shut up. Oh, my really? God. You're the most annoying person we've ever, who's ever called the show. But you're getting tickets anyway, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, let's talk to Ryan real quick. Hello, Ryan. I treat my. Hey, how's fans, it going, so guys? Hi, Ryan. Great. Hey, Ryan. Say hello to Marky Ramon. How you doing? Hey, Marky. A quick question. Um, so I've been a huge fan for many years. Thank you. And I was just curious, has there ever been talks on getting back together with Richard Hell and going out on tour again? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen because the uh, guitar player Bob Quine died, who had a very particular style. And Got it. Very, very hard to replace. But Richard's still there, so is Ivan Julian. We did the Blank Generation album. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, can you really replace a guy who was in such esteem as uh, Bob Quine? And uh, 
I don't think Richard would agree to do that unless he was still alive. But but it it sounds good to do, but I don't think it would ever happen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely makes sense. Just thought I would ask that question. Thank but you. Thank you so much, and I really hope I can see you tomorrow night. You can. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to give you some tickets, Ryan, okay? All right, sounds great. Thank you. All right. All right. Home. See, Greg, that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you're on, you're gone, you ask a good question, I give you tickets, and you leave. Right? Oh, Greg already hung up. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got Cat oh, on the phone. Hey, Cat. Hey, Hi, how's it going? Hi. So good. There's Marky Ramon. Hello there. Hi. Really cool. Really cool to hear you, talk to you. Thank um, you. I just, uh, kind of a vague question, but what inspired you in the beginning to drum? I mean, for a lot of guys I know, they just want chicks usually. No, no chicks. But as a female no, no chicks, no drugs, no <laughs> alcohol. I was only 12 years old. Uh, bubble gum, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was inspired a lot by Hal Blaine, who uh, unfortunately uh, just recently yeah. died. I, I was inspired yeah. by Ringo, obviously from the Beatles. Uh, I also liked uh, Dave Clark yeah, from the Dave Clark had... Five, and I liked Mick Avery from the Kinks. So there's there's a lot awesome. of people that I did like. I like the guys that uh, also uh, play the guy who played on Monster Mash. That was one of the first singles I ever yeah. bought, and Purple People Eater. So all those yeah. all those studio guys were great. Cat, do you want to go to so see awesome. uh, Marky tomorrow at Echoplex? I would love to, yeah. That'd be awesome. Isn't that where the Stones uh, did their warm-up show? Stan Hold Cat. Wait, Emo would probably know that. Yeah, during, for Hackney Diamonds? I, I think mean, so, yeah. Uh, right? I think they did. Yeah, I think they did their warm-up show there. That's why I was interested in playing there, you know? Yeah, 657 checking in through Texas, that that, that uh, famous U.S. festival of 1983 in San Bernardino. Uh, 80, yeah, we played in 82, I think. Oh, two oh okay. 83 said Van Halen headlined. Yeah, that was ne the next that's the, ne the, 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 yeah, follow, yeah. the following year. Yeah. Whatever happened to that festival? I don't know. It was too hot. <laughs> climate, Way too hot. Climate there was change no air conditioning. Right. Who knows? <laughs> did, that, did that become Burning Man? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Burning maybe. men. <laughs> you the burning men in leather up there. Right. <laughs> this is too hot. Marky, it is always fun having you on Thank the show. You, you can come much. back Lord anytime. Uh, if you want tickets to see Marky Ramon tomorrow at the Echoplex, go to Ticketmaster.com and get your tickets. I got to ask you one thing. Right. I I heard that the the Beatles were making a new movie about themselves oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Sam Mendes, who did uh, the directed Skyfall, that uh, yeah. that uh, yeah. 007 movie. Right. He got the the rights to the music and all of their independent camps to do uh, four separate biopics from each of their perspectives. So Can you all... imagine all you and the boys, like the story of the Ramones, but yeah. from your perspective and from your brother's perspective yeah, and how different or the same that might be? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I hope it goes well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's going to really be... Do. I'm not sure who is behind that. Netflix... Is Probably. Just, I'm it? not sure. Yeah, I was just looking up other Sam Mendes movies because he did Skyfall, Spectre, and then he's the guy who did American Beauty. Oh, he did Beauty. Spectre? Yeah, yeah, he did Spectre as okay. well. Okay. No, he's got quite the resume. So. Was that the one with Al Pacino? 
Uh, not spec. It's the other James Bond movie, Spectre. Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about. Phil. But, oh yeah, yeah the, the Phil one Spectre that Al Pacino movie. played. Phil it was Spectre. Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, that was good. I don't think Sam Mendes directed it. He but did still a, a great movie. job on that. I'll tell you. He did. He really, because yeah, I used we used to hang out together a lot, me and Phil. Yeah, you guys. But he together. really had his mannerisms down. Mm-hmm. Really did. Nailed it. Well, actually, before we take off, is I mean, because you are uh, drums, percussion, is there something that wasn't a typical instrument that you used to for a certain sound? Well, on anything you like. Oh, well, okay. on the Phil Spector album, uh, I suggest the Roto Toms. Those were a, a particular kind of drum that you tuned by just twisting them, and they had a good uh, good echo on them for the echo chambers. Uh, which came out uh, good on the album, but I never used them live uh, with the Ramones. Oh, okay. So that was just one thing. I never used a cowbell, though. <laughs> no cowbell. <laughs> it's like, no, we refuse to use a cowbell. The Ramones, now with more cowbell. No cowbell. <laughs> yeah. so, so when you write your sci-fi space thriller, use rototoms for your interstellar uh, space travel. Yeah. That'd be a good drum for that. Yeah, that'll be my steering wheel. There you go. Nice. There you go. Nice. Just put me in the credits. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark, Marky Ramon, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. I'll see you tomorrow.